Hello, welcome to Discovering Jazz. My name's Larry Sademan here in Victoria, B.C. For the next hour, you and I are going to discover some great jazz, including some on the fringes of the genre, sponsored by Peterborough Independent Podcasters. Today, the topic is tunes you need to know for a jazz jam session. Let's start with a tune that everybody says you need to know if you're going to go to any kind of jazz-oriented jam session. Chick Webb and his orchestra from 1937, with Chick Webb on drums, Chauncey Houghton on clarinet, Tommy Fulford piano, Beverly Peer on double bass, Wayman Carver on flute, and that's George Gershwin's I Got Rhythm. You may or may not hear this tune actually called out at a jam session, but for sure you will hear someone call out a tune and say, Rhythm Changes. For the longest time, I thought that meant that somewhere in the middle of the tune, they were going to go into something like a rumba or turn it into 3-4 time. But now I know that what it means is that you use the I Got Rhythm chords. So many jazz tunes have been written using those chords. If you check out episode 46 of Discovering Jazz on what is called Jazz Contrafacts, which are tunes that use the chord sequences of other tunes, I mentioned that there are at least 46 tunes that use the chord sequence to I Got Rhythm. So learn that sequence and you play them all, at least in some form. So let's play a couple. I bet you recognize this one. Thank you. 
The Flintstones theme by guitarist Herb Ellis and bassist Ray Brown from 1974 album called Soft Shoe. It also includes George Duke on piano, Harry Sweet's Edison trumpet, and Jake Hanna on drums. It uses the chord sequence to I Got Rhythm, as does this next one by Horace Silver.
from the 1956 album by the Horace Silver Quintet called Six Pieces of Silver. That's Tippin with Horace Silver on piano, Donald Byrd trumpet, Hank Mobley on tenor sax, Doug Watkins bass, and Lewis Hayes on drums. It was basically the same lineup as the Jazz Messengers of the year before, except for drummer Hayes taking Art Blakey's place. And just like the Flintstones theme and many others, it uses I Got Rhythm changes. To prepare for this episode, I sent a message to a Facebook group that was started by jazz critic Scott Yanow, and I asked the following question. Imagine that you, with whatever instrument you play, have been invited to take part in a jam session in somebody's basement or garage, and you've never played with them before and may not even know who will be there. But you want to make sure that you are familiar with the tunes that are likely going to be played. What would be the most essential tunes that any jazz musician needs to know? Okay, I received a lot of results. Names of tunes and quite a few interesting comments, some of which I'll share with you in today's episode and next week's follow-up. And yes, Rhythm Changes was the one that was most often stated. So learning I Got Rhythm does seem pretty essential. The other chord changes it was recommended that you learn would be basic blues changes, especially in the keys of B flat or F, major blues, minor blues, and something a couple responders said were Charlie Parker blues changes. I'll play some compositions that use each of these. Uh, Let's start with Every Day I Have the Blues, Count Basie Orchestra with vocal by Joe Williams, 1955. Every day, every day, I have the blues. 
That's a major blues, which uses the basic 14151 progression. Or if we were talking B flat, it would be a B flat, E flat, B flat, F, B flat. There are always a few variations, but that's the basic. The minor blues would be similar, 14251, with the 1 and 4 being the minor 7th, the 2 usually as a minor 7th with a flatted 5th, uh, the 5 a dominant 7th with a sharp ninth and sharp 5th, but other variations are allowed. I guess I could do a whole program or two about the blues and jazz, and maybe sometime I will, but... Let's just listen to this short Dizzy Gillespie minor blues as played by Oscar Peterson and his 1984 quartet with Joe Pass on guitar, Nails Henning Orsted on bass, and Martin Drew drums. This is Burke's Works. works, Oscar Peterson and Joe Pass. Just one more blues sequence that the jazz musicians from the Jazz World site said you need to know if you're going to jam with other musicians. 
It was referred to as the Charlie Parker Blues Sequence. And while my, my internet search does say there is a specific variation of the blues sequence that has been called the Charlie Parker Sequence or the Bird Sequence or the Blues for Alice Sequence, I find that unless I'm really attuned to it being a blues sequence, the many complex variations make it hard to pick out. And the changes, typical of bebop, come real quickly. If you're going to a jazz jam, I'd say, if you're playing a, a rhythm instrument, learn a few Charlie Parker tunes, and when you hear uh, another one played, just fake it. You won't be able to do that, of course, if you're playing a lead instrument, since the phrasing in each Charlie Bird Parker tune is unique. Here's one of them that uses the bird sequence, Confirmation. You can Google it for the exact sequence. Charlie Parker from 1954. Charlie Parker, with Al Haig on piano, Percy Heath bass, and Max Roach drums. Confirmation. As I mentioned before, I asked people from the Jazz World site for their opinion on songs one must know if you're going to a jazz jam. I received many different recommendations, and I tabulated the number of times each song mentioned was suggested. One tune came up with five votes. Uh, Bunch had two, three, and four votes, and quite a few were tunes that only one person described as being a must-know, although sometimes that was because it would be refreshing if you called out that tune in the middle of a jam. Quite a few expressed that they were tired of the same old tunes. I'm going to save the tune that got the most votes for next week's program, just to keep you in suspense and shamelessly motivate you to tune in next week for part two, but I'll play a few of the tunes that got the second most votes. As you would expect, Autumn Leaves was up there. Yes, 
You really should know that tune if you're going to play jazz with other musicians. According to the Secondhand Song site, it's the third most recorded tune that jazz musicians play, with Summertime being first and Somewhere Over the Rainbow being second. Interestingly, both those tunes only got one vote each for tunes to bring to a jazz jam, probably because different people use very different chords, especially for Over the Rainbow. And Summertime is so often played, often badly, by folk, jazz, and country artists that jazz musicians may be hesitant to call it at a jam. But Autumn Leaves is always safe. A great tune, the music written by a Hungarian named Joseph Cosma for a French film called Les Portes de la Nuit, translation, Gates of the Night. And so many different things can be done with that tune. So jazz artists love it. Just listen to this version from 1969 with Bill Evans on piano, Jeremy Stagg on flute, Eddie Gomez bass, and Marty Morrell drums. Thank you. 
One of many exciting versions of Autumn Leaves. Always great tune to throw out at a jam session, even if it's been done thousands of times. Another tune that received the second most number of votes for tunes to know if you're going to a jazz jam is Victor Young's Stella by Starlight. And another one that you can't go wrong in learning or suggesting. It's one that everyone loves to play. Sometimes it's slow. Sometimes it's swinging. Here's a relatively slow but swinging version by trumpeter Chet Baker and the lovely tenor sax of Stan Getz with Jim McNeely on piano, George Mraz on bass and Victor Lewis drums from 1983, Stella by Starlight.
Chet Baker and Stan Getz, Stella by Starlight. Another tune that was suggested by many that we should know is Miles Davis's All Blues, a very simple blues sequence, so it's easy to learn. One person in response to my query did say, please retire All Blues. It's classic, but it's been badly abused over the years. Well, here is a version that does not abuse it and turns it into something quite inspiring. Recorded at the Bourbon Street Jazz Bar in Toronto in 1983, its bassist Dave Young and Canadian-bred guitar master and a seven-string electric guitar, Lenny Bro, All Blues.
Lenny Bro and Dave Young, all blues. Today and next week's podcast is all about tunes to bring to a jam session, especially when you're a fairly new jazzy, you don't know who's going to be there, and you want to make sure you'll fit in so you can be invited back. Most of the tunes suggested are very well known. In fact, I was familiar with them all, except for one, Stablemates by Benny Golson. There was one that was selected by three different people that surprised me. It's a great tune, but I didn't think it was that well-known or one that would be commonly called at jams. But while you want to play it safe at a jam session with people you don't know, you don't want to be boring. So uh, suggesting or being able to play well, a tune suggested by someone else that isn't quite so common would probably be a plus. So I'll end with that tune, Bronislav Kaper's composition, Invitation, played on harmonica by Hendrik Merkins with the piano of Bill Kunliff, who is becoming one of my favorite pianists. This is Larry Sademan saying bye for now, inviting you to tune in next week for part two, when I'll also tell you what tune ended up being voted number one but the Jazz World respondents for best tune to learn for a jazz jam session.
Thank you. 